Hello and welcome to a very exciting pod. For the first time this season, we've won a game. Hey. Not only that, the Battle of the Battle of the Joneses ended up with Nathan Jones coming out on top. First match of the season, first three points, and I think it should have been an eight-one. I'm a bit disappointed here. Well, it's uh, at least it's at least it's ended the week on a, on a bit of a more positive note than start the weekend. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted. Never mind that. It was a bit of a joke that was, and you took it serious. You went for the bait. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week, mate. <laughs> I mean, you went Tuesday night, didn't you? Watch Huddersfield, and that yeah, was the complete I mean, opposite. That was, wasn't it's, it? It's probably the worst game I've seen in some time. Though. But let's. I don't want to dwell on Tuesday too much because let's face it. Come Wednesday last week. It was like a witch hunt for his head. I'm surprised oh, yeah. we had people outside well, holding fire up. Well, we're going to go into that after when we just when we talk about Nathan Jones. We'll do that after the talk of the game. So we'll go into it now. We'll do quick Huddersfield. Huddersfield lost one 0 But about Saturday, <laughs> Saturday we won two one against top of the league Swansea City at their place. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good confidence boost, surely. Well, I mean, I, I think, think so. I'm, I'm hoping this is the turning point that Jones has been after. He's been talking about it. He needs a good, solid performance. I mean, there's still ways to go. I mean, we missed absolute sitters again, especially Gregory, to have comfortably won that game. And, and I thought you could see the fight in him. Uh, Saturday, they, they wanted to play for him, yeah. and, they, and they tried. But I think the big key reason we won was somebody was missing at left back. Someone's been missing from left back all season. Well, no, <laughs> McLean wasn't there, wasn't he? And guess yeah. what? We've got we picked up three points. Yeah. Well, we've sort of looked at not having Bruno at left back all season, and then he's played left back. Yeah, we've, we've won. And we've won. I mean, so. I, the thing is, he can defend though, can't he? And sometimes, yeah, it doesn't really matter. He, he, he comes to show that the manager hasn't hasn't been given the players he wants. He's, he's basically having to makeshift wing backs in but I think it worked yesterday putting centre backs at wing it, it reminded me of something Pulis would do I yeah. bet he was proud Tony well we didn't we didn't start well did we I mean we conceded in the first minute didn't we pretty much so pretty much yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a bad start I mean Federici had fought for that for me I mean straight hard at him but basically just went here our son put that away yeah, yeah he needs to hit it away from his own goal yeah, he, he just basically put it straight in the path of Ayu so Again, at the moment, I've got any goalkeeper that can keep hold of a ball. That's, that's that's the thing. I mean, compared to Tuesday, mate, it's night and day. Mm. I mean, the stats. I mean, we had eighteen shots yesterday. Yeah, we should have battered them. I, I can't even remember us having three on Tuesday. Well, uh, it's what I think. Is it is it is it something to do with the home fans? I mean, we've had problems at home for a while, haven't we? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are just angry, whatever. Really, at the moment. Yeah, constantly angry. But I want to see some positivity after the international break because I think the lads deserve it now. I've put a performance in like that against top of the league. We can beat anyone now. Yeah, I mean, especially coming down. I mean, you're playing top of the league and you're a goal down for the first minute. I mean, it's stats against you from from the word go. It's, it's, so to come back and win, yeah, it's, it's come back got to it, boost yeah. them lads. They've got to walk away from it and go, right, let's forget the last couple, couple of months and start again. Let's get going. That's what it yeah. must be to them. Clear first goals, of course, like I say, are you mistake from Federici? Sam Lucas took his chance again. Well, yeah, good, former club, good finishing. It really annoyed the Swansea fans. Yeah. Watched vlog, a Swansea vlog, and this bloke who looked like a pumpkin. He wasn't happy. <laughs> he, he looked like a pumpkin with a little tiny beard. He, he, he looked like he was too young to be there, to be honest. But he was unhappy. The thing is, though, when you're top of the league, they do all come into that game. And go, we're going to smash through to them. Yeah. I can Stoke can't defend for Toffee. We'll get three, four past these. And Stoke have come and resilient 
and managed to nick it at the end, don't they? That's the thing. Yeah, the other side, they absolutely smacked them for me from yeah. from pretty much the fifth minute onwards. I find it hard to talk when we went hard. Normally, when we lost, we've gone, he shouldn't have played him here, he shouldn't have done this. Shouldn't I think it's, it's quite unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a feeling like of a win. Territory it's it's like, oh my God, what's this? Yeah. What's this feeling of joy? Yeah. Like skipping, skipping to your house, really. And away, let's do the ball. Uh, so yeah, so the, the second goal was a ninety-minute, pretty much similar to our to the Swansea goal, where the goalkeeper got his hand to, but it put it straight into yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, and it, was put quick, it, away. it was quick, uh, quick thinking, really. I mean, at that time in the game, could have a lot of players could have switched off at that point, and Ogun didn't, and got us the win. I mean, the stats, I mean, quite even, really. I mean, Swansea had twenty-two shots. We had 18, six on target for them, nine on target for us. So we were a little bit better on target than Swansea. Um, possession, 54-46 to Swansea. Passes, 4-7-2 for them, 4-0-7 for us. Accuracy, 80-77 for us. Pretty even game, really, you can see, to be fair. But like you say, that's been our problem at times. We've been in even games and gone. Sometimes in even games, you've just got to take your chances, haven't you? Well, I mean, the stats do lie a bit, really. I mean, I think we we missed so many good chances, especially yeah. Gregory, and I think that's got to be a problem. We're going to have to try and sort out in January because we are missing. We are crying out for Gale now, and if we, I think we'd be in a better position if we had Gale. And I know at the start of the season, I was dead against him, saying, "Oh, we've got enough. We haven't got enough." I knew <laughs> so uh, we'll go into into that really, saying that we do need a striker. But it's a good positive move forward now. I've got more faith in Jones. I've got more faith that the team are behind him. And we'll go into what's been going on this week, which has been an absolute massive witch hunt. And basically every man and his dog has been linked to the job, including Mickey Adams. Where they pulled him from, the return to? <laughs> well, that's what I, I mean. Even I didn't know that. Alan Pardew was linked, Mick McCarthy was linked, Lee Bowie was linked, Neil Harris was linked. Yeah. Steve McLaren, um, Tony Pulis, Hewton apparently was in talks and turned us down. Yeah. Uh, the list goes on. Apparently, um, Paolo Maldini was in talks with as well. That would have been amazing. <laughs> man. I know. I wouldn't want to see You know, I think that I sports shirt with Maldini on the six sides. We can't defend. We'll send Paolo in. <laughs> we got, got Maldini. So bring him in. Number forty-eight. <laughs> 48? <laughs> I don't know, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, he's got to be older than that. He retired at 42. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was what, about 10 years ago. So. We were stuck school, weren't we? We said about 19 years ago. But I thought he only retired not long ago. No, he kept playing and playing. He played till he was 42, 43, Maldini. Anyway, he hasn't come. <laughs> so weird. Don't you think, though? I mean, the thing is, without sounding too negative, Stoke have won yesterday, and instantly people have gone. We've got to give him time. We've got to give... Not four, four, five days ago, everyone's going, yeah, well, it's terrible. Well, it is. One game hasn't changed it overnight. At the end of the day, if he's going to stay, he needs to win the next three or four for convince people that he is what he's doing is right. Well, he's, he's got to go on a run. There's no question of that. But to be honest with you, I've, I've said this from the start of the season, that I don't think we've had the rub of the green with him. I, don't, I still don't think we've got the right players for what he needs. To be honest, I think he is the right man for what we need because I, I can't see anyone else better coming in. I don't think the top manager at the top end that we're talking about would come in. 
Managers like Moyes won't come Stoke, Hutton as we know won't come Stoke, Maldini won't come Stoke, Bowie and all these other managers won't come Stoke because the fact is that know that what a hard challenge it is to turn this club round. Three, two other managers have tried yeah. in this division. Pulis won't come because of Skulls and Skulls vice versa, they won't, don't like each other so he's the only man I'd have is Pulis but the fact is that for me we, we're best off sticking with Jones until until he properly proves that he, he isn't the right man. I don't know what I mean. The thing is, we could have done without the international break, in my opinion. Yeah, we need to get Stoke yeah. back out there and try to get a result. He's won. He's won a game and now he's got a break. It's the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, At the end won. of the day, he needed another game and then a Tuesday maybe as well. Yeah, he needed momentum to yeah, push it forward. Push it forward. And, and, and the thing is, now... I'm not too I'm sure. I'm pretty without. certain it's fun. It's the next game. Without checking, I'm um, not too sure. So it's one of them. So it's not, a t- not an easy fixture coming back to. It is, yeah, Fulham. Yeah, Fulham so... Fulham, yeah. The thing is, you go into that Fulham game, who were flying high at the top of the table. But they've got Millwall away next game after that. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you lose against Fulham and it's like, we are the air at the top of the league then. You, you could have said that about Swansea. Do, do you know what I mean? The games against the Fulhams and Swansea's oh, are not... We've got a midweek one to get away against Chef Wednesday as well. See, that's a tough away day midweek. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you just think, well, before you know it, you're going to be cut adrift. Even, I don't know. I think... It's papered over the cracks, hasn't it, for now, for me. That that's I know it's negative, but anybody who didn't go Uddersfield on Tuesday will know exactly. Everyone who did, sorry, will understand where I'm coming from. Because it was unbelievably bad Tuesday. Because um, I, I, I think they just needed a win. I mean, it, I mean, I've seen games where, for example, the Bristol City one, we should have won that 3-0. Never mind, lost 2-1. The problem is with it is that Defensive I think defensive mistakes have, mistakes have been yeah. coming in and I think he's finally learned just put defenders at wing back and yeah. try and try get creativity in other ways. Yeah. And I, I think he's learned that today. And if he does that again, at least we've got a defensive well, wall. We said that last week, didn't we? At the end of the day, defenders know how to defend. Not don't get me wrong, they can get overrun a little bit here and there, but they've got the right mindset of where they need to be. You start playing wingers in them positions, it does not work. And like I say, we struggled left and right back aren't we really well yeah because we won't buy him will we I mean we bought Tommy Smith and he's straight away on the scrap heap well that's what I wanted to mention uh, about Carter Vickers he had a great game against Huddersfield at right back and everyone slated the whole team but he was brilliant absolutely I know he didn't play there yesterday but if he's struggling he is a great defender for dropping at right back well, yeah. I, I think all our big problems have been coming from the left side. Yeah, it is. So dropping McLean and putting Martin's Indy back there, yeah, he, he isn't the perfect mould, but till we can get to January, where left-back has got to be key. But he's done well in an away game. In an away game against somebody in the top four. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so you've, got, you've got to leave him in that position now until we can get a proper left-back in, simple as that. Yeah. I think he's got to leave Lindsay alone. I'd probably loan him out, maybe, Liam Lindsay. I still don't think he's quite ready. I, I don't think he is from what I'm looking of him. No. I think that the midfield has to stay the way it is. I don't think that needs to be touched. Because even Joe Allen came in. Who? Danny Bath. And it's like, I don't know, he's not, um, he's not for me, mate. The thing is with Danny Bath's you have to watch him because he's 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 got so many mistakes in him. Once he get once he comes up against pace, he does struggle. But like I say, with India alongside, it might sort of stop the shakiness with him because I think the problem with like I say was at the back, we've just got no pace at times and, and we struggle. That's why Carter Vickers does try and suit him now and again. Yeah. But the like thing is, yesterday he's gone with what we actually wanted at the start of the season, 
if you're looking at the form as a formation as Atabo playing in front of Klukas and Allen yeah, and Dai sitting yeah. in front of the back four because Atabo could drop back and do other roles yeah. rather than just run around like an headless chicken because yeah. Nick, Nick Powell ain't going to do it here as well so well the thing I'm is that Dai's going to tell if he's sitting in front of that back four he should be telling Alan you don't need track back all the time. But it's my job for sitting in front of the back. But this comes to the question now that I'm looking at every single player he's brought in, not a single one of them's good enough. Not a single one of them's good enough for that team. So you're looking at who started yesterday. Federici already there. Indy already there. Vickers on loan. I like Vickers to be honest. I, I like Vickers. I think Vickers is okay, but he's not our player, is he? He's got no. the end of the season. But no, not for me. Edwards. Tis a signing though. Yeah, tis a signing. Tis a signing, yeah. Edwards was already there, and Dai already there, Allen already there, Klukas already there, Etzmo already there, Campbell already there, Gregory, his son. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you think of how many people have come in this season, you know that many who started yesterday. There's not many who, who were even in the squad, I bet there weren't even many on the bench. So either. the bench was Butland, Lindsay, Ince, Vokes, Hogan, Powell, Duffy. So major all three signings were on the bench. And <laughs> <laughs> most of them are because Jordan Cousins can't even get in the under twenty three side from what I'm hearing. Just a quick question though. When you said it was the battle of the Joneses, yeah. who was the other Jones? The Swansea manager. No, because it says he asked Cooper. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> That's what it says their manager is. <laughs> well who's where's that Brian Jones kind of thought he, he went there? He must have gone to five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> must have been sacked in the first couple of months or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that I was thinking, who's the other Jones? There'll <laughs> be a Jones there, he's swat it's Wales. <laughs> Jones. Not the Jones, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's got a few look at their coach, there'll be somebody called Jones on that coach that. The thing is, I mean, you look at their side, there's nobody, there's only Ayu who I actually recognise. Yeah, they built, they built a few youth last season, Graham Potter got rid of all of them, the only yeah. reason Ayu's still there is because Carl Norton. Carl Norton still plays for him. Who? Carl Norton, oh, yeah, yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, I don't even know who the striker is. No, yeah, young down on the squad. That's what Stoke should have done, but instead they're just sticking with old crap because it's cheaper. Yeah, I've said it before. And do you want to talk about Huddersfield? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll forget about us. <laughs> yeah, so like I say, we talk about now the Jones news. So basically, we'll go into into basically the stuff that I've put online today to to find out what basically Stoke fans have felt about this massive major win of the season well first win of the season uh, I asked Stoke fans today um, on Facebook their man of the match Facebook's come in Badu and Dyer's got number one with 30 votes uh, Etabo of 11 votes has come in at number two Joe Allen has come in at third with six votes and Sam Clucas fourth with two I got a load of stick on Twitter because I forgot to put Joe Allen on one of, on the Potter's vote page. So it's well loved, isn't he? Yeah, he's well loved. It. Loads of people have had a go at me saying it should have been Joe Allen, but every, everywhere I've put up, put up, he hadn't won it anyway. I mean, we'll go on to the Twitter one now. Must be his hair. It's because it looks like Jesus. That's what it is. It's, it's, it looks like Jesus. But we'll go into the one I did put up. So the one I put up was again the same thing, man of the match. Badu and Dai came out again with 53%, Etebo second with 22%, Klukas 20% third, Hogan got a small 5%, even though I thought he was the hero of the day. That was 554 votes though, and still going. So Yeah. He has made a difference on Dai. He has. Yeah, since he's come in, we have looked a lot, lot less open than we were before. It's just, I don't know, it's a lot. He can, he's got 
surreal class for me. Well, that's it, yeah. So now we go to the Ian from Scholar Green page, where I've done the same thing again because I've obviously missed Alan out. <laughs> so, so I put Alan, Badu and I, Lucas and Etimo, and didn't bother putting Ogan in because Ogan's got no pretty much nothing on both accounts. Yeah. Badu and I still come out on top with sixty-two percent. Alan has come second this time with 23, Klukas and is with 8 and Etebo with 7, so Badu and Dai is clearly everybody's man of the match. Yeah. An interesting one now that I did put up on the Potters podcast, we won't get involved and put a vote in, is today I put a question up, Jones, should we keep him or should we sack him? Like I say, people aren't going to want to hear this, but I genuinely think if he was going to go, he might have been, I know he's won a, he's won a game. Doesn't paper over the cracks how many games we've lost. We haven't won in how many, have we, before today? Was it 38? Something like that. Has he won four in 38 games well, or something, Dad? Well, people don't agree with you at all. No, 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 people it's want him, I know. Uh, 97% want to keep him. Because he's won a game? No, no, I'm not joking. It's not 97%? It's not that high. It's not that high. I've just been bought out by some old time. Basically, to keep him is 66%. And 34% say sack. I mean, the, the, the odds at the moment, for the, if we if we do decide to change manager, is Michael O'Neill is winning the race. Well, there's no one I just, just can't see it happening. Neil Harris is now in the race. <laughs> well, sent in I really don't want to. been linked to Neil Harris. I mean, why has he left Millwall anyway? He sacked him. What for? Do what, doing a good job? He's done a <laughs> cracking job. Go on. <laughs> Arta Karank has joined the race now, 7 no, to this is what I mean, I'd, I'd rather stick with what we've got at the moment. Yeah, when I look at what's in this list, there's only an handful that I could say. Because uh, like, yeah. it's like, uh, what's his name on our, on the Potts page, uh, that nut job who's just keeps saying Pulis every five minutes. Oh, everybody loves Pulis. Steve yeah. Turnbull, is it? Yeah, he absolutely loves so many Pulis. And, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd love Pulis. If, if he went, the man I want is Pulis. But the fact is, he will not work under skulls and no. skulls alone. And it's it's simple as that. Have Emma Hayes at 66 to 1. <laughs> well, let's have it. It's got to be better than uh, Alan Pardew anyway. Right, so we'll now move into question time, which is still the thing we need a jingle for, but we'll go into the questions now. I've got the rights for any real jingles. No, we've not yet. Not yet. We're not I'll the big enough a little yet. ukulele for Christmas or something. Well, we've got an happy one. Viper, well, he says happy. Uh, Viper, who works at my place and puts questions every week, he said, with Jones staying, has he put a new Bitcoin incentive in to keep the money growing? <laughs> that man's never real. <laughs> <laughs> he is, though, I'm afraid he is. He's, he's in sunny Spain at the moment. He's paid uh, two grand to go to Tenerife. Faith. I've had a look today for an holiday for me and Mrs. And some of them, Benny Dorm, right? We were just looking at Lanzarote again. Benny Dorm's 900 quid per person for a week. Well, we make. <laughs> Benny Dorm used to be able to go there for about 40 well, quid. And <laughs> when? <laughs> I think but, I paid 130 for four days or something. What, the 80s? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got to go back to. What Ian said, he got a good deal for 800 quid, but two grand to Tenerife. I'm alright, I go cubic. Right, I can have a full English downtown. So, yeah, we'll go into the questions, the serious ones this time. Viper, stop talking about Bitcoin, please. You're not getting anywhere. Right, we've got one question in from Michael Turner. Go on. What do you think's changed yesterday that we haven't obviously done for the rest of the season? 
Well, first big key point is obviously uh, McLean being dropped and Indy playing left back. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the people, everyone's sort of blamed the manager for a while, aren't they? But the players have still got a, a lot. They've still got to do it. When they cross that white line, they've still got to do it. There's still a lot of players who've played this season who played in the same position yesterday. And yeah. I do slightly agree with Jones in one sense when he says that we are due for give someone a bit of an added. Because there's one or two in that team who make us tick and the defensive mistakes have cost us. Alec Lucas has been different class sometimes. Yeah, this season he's been, he a, good, he's been a good player. You can always rely on Sam because he, he does a job, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I just think that they've fought for the manager, haven't they? I think yeah. that's, that's the biggest indicator. You could see when they scored that goal, there was that much passion in him. The fans were with him as well. Big difference in the fans from home and away as well yeah and that's what I think that mainly comes down to I think Martin's in the left back and you can see they were fighting for something there I think it brings it back to that point that you made last week about and you've said before about if someone misplaces a pass everyone jumps on him straight away what are you doing <laughs> well it's just a mistake it's not the end of the world but I, I get why it's so critical at the moment because we need points and we're desperate but obviously they've gone Swansea it wasn't a massive attendance. We didn't take a massive load with us. There was not really much pressure on them. Just go and play, and and I think I think it's been reiterated on on Facebook and everything today that when the next game comes around, we just need to get behind them, and that's that. Um, I mean, I didn't really at Uddersfield see that much negativity around me. It was like defeat a bit, you know that sort of that that atmosphere where people are like, well. I'm not angry. I've just had enough. Yeah. And and that's the only thing that worries me about like ninety percent of the people today. Are like, well, we should keep him and um, we've won a game. Let's get behind him and blah blah blah. And yeah, great. That is great positivity. But if he then goes and loses the next four, people will be going, well, we should have got rid of him before, shouldn't we? Before Swansea. And it's like we're right on the edge at the moment. It, yeah. It could be a, the wrong thing to do by getting rid of him. It could be the right thing. At the end of the day, the international break has killed us massively. Well, we've got a question here from Robin Evans, and he says, after the Tuesday's results, did anybody else as well feel the same as me? It looked terminal that Jones was going. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the press conference on Brazen Grumble after, it was like a leaving speech. Mm-hmm. And, even, and even, I can't remember who was actually interviewing him, said, uh, is this a leaving speech? And he went, no, 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 like a resignation, it was like, no. But it was how he worded everything. I've, because he said... It was like past tense, wasn't it? Is yeah. Anyone, I've enjoyed this, this, this. Yeah, I've been employed to do a job uh, for the club, for the fans. I've not been able to do that job to the best of my ability, which saddens him. And, and the thing is... When people say that, it's like the end of the road sort of thing. And I think if you ask Jones seriously, I think he'd probably turn around and say he thought he'd be gone. I don't think he thought he'd, he'd get another shot another game. I don't. Well, Michael Stockley's asked, did anybody listen and hear what Denny Smith said in the week about Jones has to go? No, I, I didn't. No, yeah, I've been that busy this week. Really he before. said that... It's obviously the manager's fault. It's time he went, and he he felt that it was a new manager needs to come in. Really, from somebody who's so so known for Stoke, and you know, to come out and say things like that, really. But no one's really looked at it the same way as when anything bad goes wrong in life itself. Not just at Stoke. It's not just one area. 
it's normally a catalogue of errors over a number of over a certain period of time. And at the end of the day, that's why everybody's got their own opinion on it. That's why everyone sits there and says, it's the board's fault, it's Scholes' fault, it's the manager, it's this, it's that, it's the other. Yeah, they've all made mistakes, including the board, including school. Well, we know Scholes has made mistakes, but mm. it, at the end of the day... No, he, no, he, he never makes mistakes, so Scholes no, 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 never no. is. He always washes them off, doesn't he? <laughs> no, they aren't my problem. <laughs> Somebody else said this. <laughs> that's why the gutting thing for me a little bit is the fact that we really could have... Do, I know everyone wanted us to go straight back up, but we could have done with a couple of seasons, mid-table, just to sort the club out get the right people in and, and start again but it's when you bottom of the league everything seems a lot desperate and a bit frantic doesn't it saying well we need a new manager we need to do this we need to do that because everyone's panicking big time aren't they that we're going to drop again yeah yeah um which i understand the fans frustration i do it's it's a tough one call now it is because after after tuesday mate i walked out of that ground going he has got to go 100 percent i want rid and, and I haven't said that all season and I really really I can't get over how bad the game was anyone who didn't see it it, it it was embarrassing how bad it was and to lose against that side I mean Huddersfield I thought we were bad that night Huddersfield were even worse well, they, they won the game they picked up as well they won again yeah. Saturday as well I mean got a question here from uh, Chris Poynton he's saying is Ndai already player of the season well the thing is Atomo come in late didn't he and so did Ndai yeah. and both of them have made a difference since they come in yeah, yeah both of them do you know what I mean and, and bit of quality in the midfield yeah. it's going to be a thing I uh, think Lucas seems to thrive off them too as well well to be fair Joe Allen came back and made a big difference which I'm hoping is going to be long term because we know what Joe Allen's like he'll have one good game like this and then but we don't know if that's because he's playing against his former club but it's all on if he keeps keeps putting those performances in. But That's maybe, like I just said, and Dai sitting in front of the back four, does that give Alan a little bit more licence to roam forward? Because like I said last week, he isn't that bad at going forward. Do you know what I mean? He gets he get he can get the ball, he can get forward with it, he can make things happen. It's when he's got to go backwards that worries me. And the thing is, I just think with Dai sitting there just playing that Makaleli role where he picks the ball up, gets rid of it, don't move, he does his job and that's it. And and, th- and that's what we need. We need people in their positions and and sticking to that position. Well, Steve Turnbull said this, although I was delighted with a with a, a win and a scream and a, and I screamed for joy when the second goal went in. That was the worst thing that could ever have happened yesterday. Jones isn't right for this job after certain results. I can't believe he will still be in charge. Now we have to endure him giving us more performances, more rubbish speeches. And I think he needs to cheer up a bit. I think he needs to get, get a life a bit more, to be honest, really. I mean, that that's to me is just somebody screaming. That, that, that to me is one of those blokes that didn't want him from the beginning, judging him every time he makes a mistake, but he says, oh, I scream for joy, this like, no, he didn't. He, he, was, he was one of those types yeah. that was sitting at home, angry, he didn't win so he could move him on. Yeah, because there would have been a lot of fans, I think, who were hoping we'd get thrashed. But the problem is, they're the ones who were at home matches. Yeah. And when you've got the, I mean, if you listen, like I listened to the radio, because of course I didn't go. I mean, I wish I had done now, see a result. If you heard the fans, like you did yesterday, they were that away, lot were absolutely behind 100% there was no like oh, oh rubbish uh, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was nothing there 
and I think that sometimes you have to just get behind them and it's like I saw the mass exodus on the last home game uh, not Huddersfield the one before the, who was that again uh, Forest Forest when there was a mass, mass exodus at half time it was 1-1 at that point yeah and you have to I mean you have to look at it and go is there a big problem with the home fans and that's a question here that Steve Dutton's put in are the fans to blame for a lot of our recent home form I think I think what people have to realise sometimes is a lot of people do it in real life as well is dwell on the past too much because the thing is a lot of people who want him gone now are probably looking at the way Hughes was going to go if you if you remember that year that Hughes left, there's a lot of panic, isn't there? No, but can you if you remember about October time, everyone was calling for his head already, and they didn't get rid of him. Then he won a game. Then we yeah we'd lost a Hughes, few. Hughes had, a, yeah. Hughes had a real knack of winning when it was at that point where he was going to get the sack. sack. He, and, he and had the, a knack of doing it. And he kept yeah. going and going and going, and then everyone was going, "When he get rid of him?" And then they gave him another three, four weeks, and yeah. he lost again and again. And then it was like, before you knew it, it was January, and they got rid of him. And they go, it's not enough time. And I think a lot of fans are probably going, well, I hope that doesn't happen where we keep him another six, six, seven games, but the, and he's lost again, and, and it's nothing's changing. The, the, the differences between Mark Hughes and the man we've got now is that Mark Hughes should have gone about a year. Yeah, At the start of that season, he should have gone. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. He kept him in charge. And then, he, he, like I say, he kept losing, losing, win losing losing and then he get a win and then he, he draw draw and then he get a win and yeah and it kept him in the job and he kept him like oh we can't sack him now oh he, he's going to yeah. take it round but he, that turn now never came no. the thing is with Jones the performances have been there but the results haven't yeah and it, it, it's looked worse than what it is really I think yeah. his record is bad but a lot of it is down to stupid mistakes at the back his signings clearly aren't good enough for this level or good enough for the higher level where we want to be and to be honest I mean all, for me this season all comes down on January because our board now has got to be pushing to either back him or sack him there's, there's no ins and outs because the problem is David Moyes ain't going to come stoke if he's got no money spend no Pulis won't come back if he's got no money spend Maldini won't come if he's got no money spend that one's going to keep coming up. <laughs> Alan Pardew would, <laughs> would take it because there's no one knocking his door down. No. Pulis will be. He was already up for the Chef Wednesday job. Yeah. He was up for their skewed and jobs. As soon as someone gets a chop in the pram, which at the moment could be Norwich with the way they completely fell apart. But yeah, he won't get the sack. I, I can't see him getting the sack, but you never know in Tottenham. football. It'll top him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see Maldini at top. <laughs> when you look at when you look at him, especially because you know, he'd love that job, he's a Tottenham favourite, and he used to play there for years. But when you looking at what we, we are as a club at the moment is that we've when you look at Villa they kept on spending. When you look at Middlesbrough they kept on spending because they understood that you're not going to get anywhere about Stoke, without Stoke, without getting, without spending money. I think you've always got to spend this. But the problem is with Stoke, we give it one good crack for a season and then kind of give up after that. Like this season, we spent out really. I think you've got to constantly spend, but like as in, even if it's just like say three a year, well, if you're doing yeah, well, it's, it's about quality. I've said yeah, this before. They, bring, I'd more prefer to turn up. <laughs> Who did you buy in the summer? Well, we bought these three. 
and they were they're all top draw and they're all yeah. young and, and they're ready to go yeah, yeah like that's, that's what you do not them. nine and they're all some are alright and some are it's like Liverpool for example like, the reason why Liverpool are doing well is a main thing that Liverpool are doing is they went out and spent 200 million but on everything they needed and got the best quality they could get for that time yeah Whereas Stoke have just gone out and gone, oh, he'll do, he, oh, he's cheap, yeah, oh, oh, we'll have him. And then before you know it, you've spent £65 million on nine players, but only, when you start playing and you realise only three of them are good. Yeah. Like what happened last season. But if we'd just gone out and bought four good quality players for the same money, we could have had a squad that would be yeah. right up there and challenging to get promotion. But Tottenham have done the same thing, haven't they? Well, they spend. just don't spend, do they? They spend and then they've got higher up the, the, the sort of platform that they, that they are now, Champions League finalists and stuff like that, and they're getting found out now. They're getting found out because the thing is, for every time you don't spend anything, other people are leaving. Trippy has left this time. I mean, Walker left a couple of years ago, and Ali's not the player that he always promised, but he's been well, dropped I mean, out yeah, the other time. Ali hasn't been performing for, since his first season, really, to be honest. Well, I don't think it's since he moved stadium he's not been right. Well, no, I think before that he, was, he was, mm. pretty wasn't as good as his first season. Yeah. But so that's what I mean about players. You find you find them out. I mean, it's like Danny Bat second half last season. You thought, oh, he looks like he could be a good, old-fashioned, a good old, a good partner for Ryan Shawcross yeah. but then this season he's been he's been hopeless yeah. he's been like an oil tanker no pace no movement and here we go again though we've got another question here from Dave Fornell if um, Jones was to be sacked who was your number one choice to come in? Do you know I, mean, I think did we mention this last week about Pulis coming in and the problem is, is I am sort of off behind the people who are going Let's have something different. But the problem is, is I, I always, always wanted the Jones thing to work because he's, I'd, I'd still like him. He's like a young him. manager, and I just think he could be that manager who goes, you talk, say, say, had six years at Stoke, and you talk about him in ten. Oh well, how he turned Stoke round for we were on his on his arse or whatever, and sorted us out. You could go, all right, fair enough. The Moises of this world are coming, do well, bigger club comes in, they're gone. And I just think that we don't need that. Well, I, I don't think it's about a bigger club to come in. I think if Dave Moyes come in, he, he hasn't got long. And the, the fact the fact is that he, he, yeah, it's nice he's getting on. I mean, how old is he? He's got me in his 60s now, hasn't he? So when you think about it... Well, he Well, if you, if you think about it, when these managers come in, like these old ones, like Neil Warnock, for example, yes, you'll get an instant impact, but it's about the long game. Because it's like they went up under him, come back down. They won't go up this year because I don't think they've got enough quality. Where are they going to be next season when they have to replace a manager? They're going to be back to where exactly it's where they were before they yeah. hired Warnock. And it's like these people who say, right, let's bring Pulis back in. Let's give Allardyce a job. Let's give this one a job. The fact is what Stoke have got to learn, it's not the fact that they've got to learn who's the right man for the job. They've got to give the, the right man a job, the chance to become the manager that he wants and needs Stoke to be. Yeah. But if they're coming in and giving him no money and giving him free transferred rubbish like Stoke have had all the summit, I mean, anybody worth the salt, anybody in a director football role, Stephen Ward, no chance. No chance. Nick Powell, too injured. You need somebody to help Scholes because Scholes don't know what he's doing. Yes, he can run things tightly, but you have to have a top-class scouting network yeah. behind you. Then you have to have one that can pick up 
genius little free transfers yeah. here and loans here. I've always been a big indicator, indicator of if loan signing young lads, they've got something to prove. But you need a spine first. You yeah. have to have a good spine of players that can work. And I think now Jones realises that we've got that. But we, we loaned in Duffy and Scott Oaken. Mm. Aspins that have they've got no real future. I mean, I know Scott Oaken was the hero yesterday. I still stand by the fact that I think if Ryan had been fit, we'd have been further up the table. I, I think we would I have. Do, I do, yeah. I think we would have been. Especially when Ed Sabrowin and Dyke come in. I think... To be honest, Ryan would have a really good partnership with Carter Vickers. Yeah. Carter Vickers would do the running round and Ryan will do the captaining and, and steadying the ship and steadying yeah. the ship at the back. Yeah. Martin's in the left back because we're too tired. Again though, this is the problem we're looking at. Where's the left back? Stephen Wood, are they, are they on drugs? Yeah. If if I was Barnsley, I would have been in two minds of signing Stephen Wood. It's a brain dead signing for me, too. They all are. Yeah. All of them. Jordan Cousins, Nick yeah. Powell. Lee, I mean, Lee Gregory. I like Lee Gregory, but he misses too many chances. Yeah, he This does. is why he was at Millwall. Yeah. Yeah, he runs he, he, he run his heart out for you for 90 minutes. I mean, he come out after the Bradford game saying, I didn't really want to come off. Yeah, but the problem is, Gregory, you're coming up because we can't score a goal. Ever score. We, 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 we need a goal, and yeah. you're not going to do it because keep missing open goals. So, yeah. you know, it comes down to the same conclusion all the time. I mean, like like it says here, that do we think that there's a chance of a promotion push, push from Andrew Roberts? He, he, uh, he uh, missed, the, missed the last couple of months. He and she. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Mark Lowe the Ward. Mark Lowe the Ward goes to Mark. Mark here. Who? Shag here. Oh boy. God, no way. Well, you, have, you, you never say never, do you? Because, I mean... Yeah, but we've seen yeah, there's, 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 enough, there's enough games to get enough results, aren't there? I mean, the fact is that we're, we're in a really bad situation anyway. I, th- I think if he can kick on now and start putting some real results in the bag then you never know, mm-hmm. really. You never know. There's a chance we can go up. And, and plus, I want to have that feeling anyway because I don't want to be like I have done the last three seasons where there's literally no hope of anything. And I'll hope until it's not possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I got asked this at work the other day. Um, if Jones does stay and he does find his best 11, what happens if someone gets injured? Um, well, he's got plenty of players. Yeah, but that's what that, this is the only thing that worries me a little bit with James is if he gets a suspension or he gets an injury, it's like he's looking around the dressing room going, Oh, we'll move you here, we'll put you here. You're looking at that formation yesterday. Etimo's playing behind two strikers. He's changing it week in, week out. Don't get me wrong, he changed it for the good yesterday and we won the game. But then what happens next time at Fulham? Is he going to go, Well, it's only second Fulham, I think. Yeah, they're up there. Up there, yeah. there aren't they? Shot or go five at the back because these are a decent side. Or you, you just, I don't know. I know it's managers call. You change. You have things. You change. It's like you said. You have a plan A and a plan B. Mm-hmm. Your plan A, you're always you stick with, and then your plan B, if things are going wrong. Well, has he got plan A, B, C, D? <laughs> well, I mean, the obvious thing that's happened with Nathan Jones when he came in the club. He came in the club and he thought, right, I've got a good base to see it. Let's bring this bit of quality in these areas. Let's bring them round and let's get it. We've missed out on all these targets. We've got sort of second and sometimes in some cases, basically whatever we can get. It obviously was like Stephen Ward and 
Tommy Smith and a few, a few others. But the fact is that he hasn't been able to play his A game because he hasn't got the players. He's figured out now he can't play his B game because he hasn't got the players. No. So now it's just about getting whatever he can get. And you can't go anywhere like that. The, whatever anybody says about Nathan Jones, I think he's a talented young manager. And if he does leave Stoke in two months, within, within next season, he'll be in a League One club and his career will be back on track again. Yeah, yeah I think he'd do a good job elsewhere. I, I mean, when he's, at the beginning of the season, some of the players that come in, when he spoke about him, I sort of looked at him and thought, is that scripted? It's like Stephen Ward, when he came in, he said, oh, well, he's a good voice in the dressing room. We've worked with him before. I thought, so that's what you're basing a player on, is good voice. Well, to be honest, I think... You bought Roy Keane for that. <laughs> Roy Keane, yeah. <laughs> the reason I think he brought Stephen Ward in was for the, for the, just to be that voice to talk. Well, right, he was never Cousins. Jordan Cousins, he had him as a young lad, didn't he? And he, was he said he was his key part of his season. Yeah, you could see that's why he was starting there at the end of the season. But then, as soon as he came up against proper teams, he just doesn't have the patience on the ball. As soon as he gets the ball, it's like an hot potato. He just didn't know what to do with it. He's a player that is not good enough for this league. No. And but the fact is, when you look at who we brought in this summer, he hasn't been backed. He hasn't been backed at all. We spent seven million pounds. Um, yes, there's talent in Lindsay. I like Lindsay. I think there's bits of talent in him, but he's, he's not the right mover for me. Um, the problem is that we, we're still dealing with the same side we had last season, and no one else seems to be noticing this. You know, no one else seems to be noticing that we're going with the same squad that we had last season. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't getting results last season. It's the same team. Is it Jones's fault? Some of it. He, he's got. There's got to be some blame aimed at him. There's got to be some blame. Of yeah. course he has. I mean, you've got players. You've got tactics. You've got to be able to wait to away. But it's like if you're a plasterer, you've got somebody gives you a job and goes, right, "Go on, then. I haven't got to travel." Yeah. yeah. Well, go on. You're a skilled plasterer, aren't you? I've had enough jobs you've turned up and there's no materials on the <laughs> Yeah, but imagine turning up and there's no, no travel. Yeah. Well, what don't you put it on the wall with? You yeah. said you're a, you said you're a good plasterer. What do we do with my hands? I've turned up and there's no water. <laughs> well, you've got to imagine, it's the same with a manager though, isn't it? If you, if you come to a, a club and you haven't got the right tools and you've been given six months and then still they haven't brought that travel is it, is it, is it? You didn't realise that somewhere along the line you're going to get a load of abuse off some tradies and say, you can put good tradesmen, can't blame his tools. <laughs> well, if you haven't got the tool to begin with. That's true, yeah, that's true, yeah. If you haven't got a tool, I'll blame his tools and I haven't got any. Only one tool, manage it. <laughs> it's how it works out, isn't it? At the end of the day, if you haven't got the right equipment or the right people, it's like, like imagine you're the foreman of a, of a site and you've got to get a bricklayer and you just go, Oh, it'll be all right. He, he, this young lad, he, he might be able to do it. Like, he, can he can buy this plug. <laughs> 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 you know, they give the game blame you, aren't they? As the manager, yeah, yeah, you can go straight on back yeah, to yeah. the supervisor. But if you aren't given the tools to work with, if somebody gives you a list of these, oh, he's a great electrician, he is. How do you know? Yeah. Well, when he was a young lad in college, he had a crack at it. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, job done. That's down tools, mate. It goes cost to get a brew. Right, so going to another question here. Fred, Fred Walker is <laughs> asked. <laughs> I thought you'd say Fred Wester. <laughs> He's got a lot of he didn't need he didn't need the pips, I tell you what. Another patio. <laughs> Another patio friend. Well no the last one, it's only in a month once. <laughs> a bit rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's a bit high. <laughs> uh, 
Were you impressed with Nathan Jones and his pride of Stoke at the end of the game? Yeah, his press conference was good. Uh, the thing is, some of his press conferences have been a bit like, did he really just say that? There was well, passion in his voice when he said it. Well, yeah, he was right. Forget, forget the job, forget the money, forget everything. That was from the art, that press conference for me. I, I, I really do think it was uh, his best one to date, really. I know it doesn't really mean a lot, does it, in the grand scheme of things? But yeah, I, I thought he was brilliant, to be honest. The thing is, the fans, are, the fans and the players are watching that, and the players need to have a look at that and go, "This means that absolute, oh, he'll die for this club." I genuinely believe that that he's so one hundred percent behind Stoke. Some managers come on and they're like, "Well." I can't blame the play. Remember how he used you? He'd back you even if you were awful. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he always did. I, I always remember when he was at Fulham before he comes to Stoke. He'd go, definite Pano, definitely, definitely. Should have had a Pano. And he'd watch it back and go, it was like Tom Daly diving across the white <laughs> line. But he'd always, always, get, instead of just being a bit more honest sometimes, yeah, you can tell. He, he is, and the players need to look at that and react and say, we need to be more committed as well. Well, they've got to, aren't they? But yeah. well, that, that couldn't fault them for yesterday. Right, we've got a couple of questions here from Don Bolton, who I know is a Vale fan. He says, what's all the fuss about? <laughs> oh, dear. I think you can get lost. And his second one is, if Alan Pardew gets the job, joint any petrol to burn all the season tickets? <laughs> the thing is, though, you won't. Because P- Pardew's record's great for the first 16, 18 months. Not at West Brom. <laughs> his last job I've run at West Brom he could think he got one win <laughs> see is it Palace they were like bottom of the league and then the following season in the cup semi-final final no that's when he took over after it was it was Pulis I always Hansen. remember years ago Castle and he did it he did it to West Ham Castle yeah, yeah a great first yeah. season then second season he falls back no it's, it's, it's towards the end of his first season it just falls apart and he just can't pick it back up he's one of the momentum, momentum managers that will get results but then as soon as he has to stabilise and become something consistent it crumbles away like anything I think as well a lot of people probably don't look at it like this as this job for Nathan Jones is his not just his career but his livelihood as well Yeah, you've yeah. got to look at some of these older managers i.e. Moyes who's been at United on a big contract oh he's and, still paying him off aren't he? and Allardyce who's been at big clubs like Newcastle and stuff <laughs> He's been at big clubs like Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, they, over the over the last YouTube, you said Newcastle wasn't a big club last week. I could say big club for football wise. Yeah, but, um, their wages over the last twenty years all completely eclipsed. Well, that's what I mean. So what I'm saying is, the they could, Well, we, like you saying about not getting on with Tony Scholes, you sit there if you're a young manager and you don't. You might you think, well, I don't want to lose this job. I'll try and sort things out with him. I'll try and make sure that he's happy and I'm happy. Allardyce, he'd go, well, I'll just go home. Not bothered. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I mean. He's yeah. not sitting there relying on that job for go, well, he, the kids need Allardyce, food. Allardyce wouldn't come out. He wouldn't come out. Of it. Right, he's, he's semi-retired anyway. Yeah. The, the only reason why he took his last job was because he's Everton. Let's be honest, it's yeah. the big, that's the biggest job of his career, and it's right to the end. Yeah. Newcastle, he, he won a big... Well, his biggest job of his career was the England job. Well, yeah, <laughs> he only yeah. played one game. Which is 100% record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't want Alan Pardew at Stoke. Simple as that. I don't, I don't want Alan Pardew. 
he's, he's an absolute disgrace of a manager. I don't want him, his big ego, or his chocolate tan. I just don't want him to the club. Or his dancing. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's no need any. I mean, for me, from the options that are realistically available, might as well give him a go. I mean, we're, no, we're in no loss position now, are we really? As long as he starts getting results and getting us out of the relegation zone, we might as well stick. We don't all be like Steve Turnbull as soon as something goes wrong. Get him out! We, we, don't, mean, we, don't, we don't want to be like that. We want to be a club that can move the club forward. I mean, Danny's got it right, going on holiday. If we all go on holiday a bit more, we'd all be happy if we went on holiday like Danny does. <laughs> well... Yeah, he's never here, is he? <laughs> no wonder he's got a tan on those ladders. Ain't gonna be any strange stoke games and spelling anymore. Watch his one tally abroad. That's why. I mean, the the odds the odds table on the sack race. I mean, the first ten probably only take two. And and, and the thing is, they're all just old hands, aren't they? I mean, <sighs> I, mean I wouldn't mind Bowie. I wouldn't mind Michael O'Neill. Bowie's 33 to 1. I mean, I wouldn't mind Bowie because I, I think he's. What he's at Charlton's unbelievable, really. I mean, where are they in the table? They're still 7 for 8 for Yeah, and their off field problems are immense. Well, for me, he'd, he'd jump at the chance to come Stoke, but yeah. would he really? Let's be honest, after the way yeah. fans have treated Nathan Jones, would Bowie jump? I mean, don't know because the thing is, he, at the moment, even when that Belgian bloke sells Charlton, his reputation will not fade because what he's managed to do was such a difficult owner and the fans have like called for his head for the last two years and everything and Bowie's just gone I'm not worried about you upstairs I'm not worried I'll about this I'm going to build a squad get promoted he's done that and now he's staying in the championship well he sold his two best players under him this, this yeah, summer exactly. and he's still still exactly it's the championship stock's going oh I've just realised yeah it's not Swans who have had Jones it's Luton who replaced Jones with another Jones, didn't <laughs> I, I think that's suppose they all south, <laughs> but they're all in different countries. <laughs> I just realised. So maybe yeah. that's a no, but you know he's assistant manager, wasn't he, for uh, Potty? And I went from there to Brighton. To, no. He went Luton and he, he Potter went, went Brighton. Brighton. Went Brighton. He's doing well, Potter, isn't he? Yeah, well, I, I said that, no, I didn't. I didn't want to in the start. <laughs> you know, my first choice has always been Lee Johnson. I think he does an incredible job at Bristol City. Every year he loses his best players, but every year they seem one of the top competitive sides in the Championship. Trouble is, mate, this manager list, you could write it yourself. Just the same people. And then what they do is they put some massive rank outsiders who were already at a club, like Danny Cowley at Huddersfield. I mean, why would he? Why would he leave? He's only just He's only just put his hat in. Yeah. That's right. Thierry Henry, game in. Well, no, no. 66 to 1. Yeah, but well, he did it. His first job was an absolute belt to one team. Yeah, I just kept walking around the pitch getting out Thierry Henry. Look how good I am. I've got Monaco. I've been sat. <laughs> Yeah, two weeks ago, what are you still doing here? David O'Leary, like he come I back. Mean, he's he's going to come back football. Pre previous team, uh, Al Halley in, in Dubai, yeah, when yeah, was yeah, that? He hasn't managed in England since Aston Villa, when Martin O'Neill replaced him. Yeah, but when did he. Talking did, about, it, we were at school, pretty oh, much. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Martin O'Neill was last managing. You know, why, why would we have him? <laughs> is he actually there now? I don't know where he is. No, no one's here at David O'Leary for at least 10 years. All it says is probably uh, on Pablo Angel with him as well. One three draw, two lost to Abu Dhabi. Uh, 
Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, I mean, if you look through that list, I mean, Michael O'Neill would be a good shout, but he's never managed club level, though, has he? <laughs> Gary Megson, 52 odd. Gary Megson. You've got more chance than ever, eh? He's been manager than Gary Megson. I, I don't know. There's a chance when you see you like Megson, didn't he? Peter Coates. God, he was doing. No, he, was, he, was, he did arrive for State, didn't he? Until yeah, well, I've seen elsewhere. Yeah, well, he, he, to be fair, he hasn't really been given a chance anywhere else, did he? He did a good job with West Brom. He went everywhere, yeah. for like months. He, he was like Mr. Interim once. He was like, yeah. um, what's his name? That other Interim that just goes and in Rossini. Interim, Interim. What was it? Who was at Liverpool? He was always Interim everywhere he went and all. Oh, really? Uh, no, I can't remember his name now. Little bloke's only about four foot tall. Oh, Sam Lee. Sam Lee, yeah. Sam Lee. Did yeah. it in Bolton. Yeah, but he did times. manage Bolton and got sacked after four months. Paul Ackingbottom, 52 on. No, no. Paul Decanio, I don't want him, he's too attic here, isn't he? No, I don't want Decanio. He'd do a crowd surf across Boothan. I know, for him, we lost one nil. Only one nil. Eddie Boothan, oh my god, he's got off the radar a bit, hasn't he? He's the England number 21, man. Yeah, he did alright there for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, no. Slava. Who? He won't leave West Brom, they're doing alright, aren't they? Top on yeah, it. He surprised me. He has. He has. You said that. I know. He, 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 he surprised me. He has Sylvan Billy. I didn't expect him to do well. It, it Nigel Adkins. Who? Nigel Adkins. Where's he now? Previous club, Old City. Oh yeah, he was one. Yeah. Oh no. John Franco Zola. No. Gary Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have Roberts. Get Roberts back. Sorry, Gary. You must forgive him. Lord Puel. No, like I say, all these managers you put in forward, I'd, I'd just prefer to stick with a man who would Who? Wigan. That'd be before we marry Gus, to be fair. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> Gus Poyet. Oh, God, is he still alive? Chris Coleman. No. See, the biggest mistake Coleman did was leave Wales. Yeah, to go Sunderland. Um, Oh, did he did give Sunderland? Yeah, he got Sunderland only yeah. into League One, didn't he? Went full. No, the only reason he went Sunderland came out now. The only reason why he took that Sunderland job was so he could get his face on the Netflix series. Hoping he'd save him on on the Netflix series, make him even bigger, but he got him took down and some bloke what he'd start a fight with him outside the ground. <laughs> that sounds a dead stupid idea, really, doesn't but, it? But yeah, it was. It's ruined his career, actually. Really. Bellamy. You know he had his coaching badges. <laughs> he's, he's been about great. Martin O'Neill. See, I wanted him no, for a while. There's no point, Martin O'Neill. Now, he's he's just like he, he's just lost it now. Phil Neville, Gary Man, no, no, <laughs> I'll leave him to women's football. Ricky, no, Sol Campbell, no, leave him. Yeah, actually saying that, I wouldn't mind Sol Campbell. You reckon? I, I I saw an interview with him on Talk Sports saying the real reason he left Mac Town was nothing to do with the what's it, the actual football. Yeah, he was racist. Yeah, no, playing black players or something. No, no, these his coaching staff. One of them had been paid for three months. Oh, fair enough. And he was like saying, "Well, come on, I was just yeah, getting commitment." Assistant manager, if he's not been paid. But do you know why most of it's caused? Most of it's caused by clubs getting promoted because there's no finance restrictions on the non-league. No. So you could spend nine hundred million. Yeah. But the problem is, as soon as you get to League Two, you've got to sell all their players off to meet financial <laughs> fair play. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It How can sense. any club nowadays move anywhere near? It's like Man City, the last ones doing. We did it before it was famous, yeah, yeah. and now they've got financial fair play, and no one else can catch up. With I don't think financial fair play should apply to uh, anything outside the top division. Well, I mean, the problem with financial fair play is that they brought it in. It's just keeping the rich teams rich and the poor poor and the poor poor. Yeah, it's it's just everything basically. below top division can do what they want. 
Because at the end of the day, they ain't got that much money to spend in the first yeah, place. Yeah, you can't do what you want. Look at Barry and other clubs, so you could go in and throw. I mean, look at Notts County. Destroyed Notts County, that, that Dubai only coming in. Yeah, but yeah. that's about the vetting, isn't it? People aren't being, these managers aren't being, these owners are not being vetted properly. When they had Vincent Tan at Birmingham, is it Vincent Tan? No. He's Cardiff. He's Cardiff, Vincent. The other one who was coming at Birmingham. Yeah, but he was, he was a bounty, they were after him. Yeah, exactly. That's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is, is after that, the FA come out and said, "Well, we're going to have to start looking at these uh, directors a bit more now uh, because they need to have the right intentions when they come in." That guy took over at Charlton. Didn't even want Bar Charlton. Was he words on Talksport? You going? Well, why are you then? Yeah, but it's like they want the club. What are you for? A thing that always makes me laugh though is um, the owners of Man City, the Sheiks, wanted to buy Man United. But the Glazers wouldn't sell, so they went right. Okay then, Man City. <laughs> Man City. That's I, I couldn't believe that. But because that Chinook, that one was also a corrupted one. That went from the Philippines. No, so it's from Asia. <laughs> yeah, I can't think which country. Fans both go, do. Yeah. Anyway, but he, he came in Bangkok. What's that? Thailand. He's from Thailand, and he he basically put the club for sale. That's the reason why they went. Yeah, go on, we'll buy Man City instead. It's a great sad back then, isn't it? Probably garbage back then. Well, they weren't really. I mean, they had, they had, they had Rocky Santa Cruz, didn't they? They're so Robbie Fowler. Now he'd gone by then. Had he gone by then? Cardiff then, wasn't he? Had David yeah. James. No, he was Stuart, then. Stuart, Stuart Pearce put him up front. <laughs> yeah, but that was, that was desperate time, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. I can remember when Man City that time just kept bringing in Old, nearly retired goalkeeper. One of their two salaries was Ben Johnny as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. like nine million. Yeah. Like, I read that was going, go on, son. <laughs> Off you go. I don't want to leave, Harry. Don't care. You're not worth nine million. <laughs> but you've got two, would be happy. Now go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy though, boss. I don't care if you're That's happy. The thing, no, I've seen a couple of people write on our on the Stoke page. You say we need a big tycoon come in. You thinking, yeah, but. Do they even know why I've kicked a ball? Do they even know what football is? Well, I mean, if they, there's, there is success stories out there. I mean, people always come up to me and say, yeah, but the coach family, oh, they've, we, we could end up with somebody worse, but we could end up with someone better as well. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no downs. I know the grass always greener, saying it, it. I know it could be worse, but it could also be better. It could it? always be better. I mean, if you go out there and say, oh, well, Oh, there's no one better than the coach family. Then we're knackered, really. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nobody better than City, we're sitting there scratching the record. We just won the league again. <laughs> we just won it again. Can you believe? <laughs> and it, it, the fact is that there's always owners out there that want to create new dynasties and want to be remembered for things. And it's like the Leicester owners, for example. What a team they've built over time, just from using the brains and and understanding how that you have to spend money now and again. Well, maybe we, when we were doing well, maybe that was the point where, I'm not saying sell the club, but maybe that was the point where the coach family should have looked at maybe selling a small percentage to bring in more investment like Arsenal did. Because the thing is, a lot of the money that come for Arsenal, for that ground and everything, came from um, that Ivan, that Russian guy. Yeah, he came in and bought, yeah. I think he bought about 20% of the club. Yeah. pump loads of money into it for helping forward and and the thing is you don't have to necessarily sell the club you can just sell shares in it I mean now there'd be no point selling shares in it yeah because we're, we're in a bad position in a bad position so it's, the shares aren't worth it but but the problem is it's like I said before that I don't trust the club outside of Peter Carr like I, 
I think Peter Cooks is tight and at times at times he's stuck in his old ways, which is which has let the club down on, on many occasions, especially in the Prem when but when John took over, John come in with Tony Scholes and thought, well, we'll we'll now fully take advantage because Pulis wouldn't take advantage of the the foreign markets what they were bringing in. Yeah. Well, they brought them in anyway, and they were crap. Yeah. Breck Shea, oh, yeah. uh, Juan Agadalo. What's his name? Mo Edu from Rangers. Edu, yeah. It's a big jump from Scottish. That's what I mean. The, the players, um, Jamie Ness. Yeah. There's more. I just can't think. Um, just can't think. We got Jacob Oigard, who was spotted from Moscow. Oh, I remember him playing. These are all players that have come through the system that that John Coates and Scholes are trying to push through. Yeah. But the crap. Yeah, they're not I mean Breck Shea, you would struggle getting Vale's team and that's yeah. not joking. Yeah. And I mean what's a little bit dis- a bit concerning for me midweek was after the Uddersfield game on the Wednesday morning, Stoke put on their page welcoming a partnership with a construction firm. Mm. Now fair enough, the construction firm must be great advertising for them. I'd have been half tempted to leave that to one side because the state of the fans Wednesday morning, and that's how much they think about the fans sometimes. It's like, hang on, we just lost the second bottom. We were absolutely dying. Everyone's calling for the manager's head. But I'll tell you what, we'll put that picture on of uh, uh, everybody, skulls and everyone with uh, that new construction firm that we're now partners with. And everyone's sitting there, I sat there in the morning going, and like I care about that. Well, I've said this and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Off pitch stuff in Stoke is run like an absolute joke. Yeah. It's like my wedding was. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole thing <laughs> behind the scenes. Everything seems like behind the scenes it stayed in the same place. We got the club got promoted, everything was doing okay, but everything else off pitch stayed in the exact same place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you could tell that by when you go in the home end, not home end, the, the posh end, I don't know what it's called now, the, where the coach fans sit, where all the boxes are. Oh, the main stand, yeah. The main stand, you look in there, you look at the back, completely different world to where we are. Like, you, you'll go around there, nice little places where all the drinks are. Suspended ceilings. Suspended in there, it looks professional. Yeah. When you go on our side, it's, it's like freeze block, and a freeze bot building where you get yeah. your drinks from. It's like a cattle cattle farm. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like it's it stayed in in the noughties. Yeah, no improvements, nothing. But it, it's quite it's a lot nicer, you know, on the other side. If you walk around the corner where the kids stand is and everything, yeah. it says nice around there. They spent money around there. But I mean, the away end is just the peasants' end, isn't it? But it's yeah, never it's the the same, It was the same in the queue, and it was the same in the in the booth and them. Yeah, where it's just a dos. Whatever, that's all the side. Yeah, it's just it, you just don't look after where they because it's like oh you've had the cheap seats you get the dossals over there and that yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. At times the whole the whole club needs to wake up. I mean, it's like they give us cards for these new season cards, but a bloke's still got to scan it in through the old tier styles because they won't put new tier styles. In yeah, get electronic tier styles. Yeah. It's, it, that'd save the club money if they had electronic well, will, yeah, but I'd, I'd rather people keep the jobs I mean that's what I said when people were scanning it that I'd rather people keep the jobs with the way they're going but bring the boot back oh yeah this, I think there is a reason bring why we, we should have the boot back I love the book I, I, I did to be fair I just love pulling the, out the yeah. old fashioned that's what it is but you know the club at times has just run like a joke no question about it right so that's the end of questions and a big rant um, you went for a big rant there didn't yeah, you yeah the rants were over an hour now <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about we've talked about the managers there and who we 
they might as well stick with Jones from my opinion. You think different, you want Sam Allardyce, don't you? So it's, it's one of that. <laughs> well, Viper does as well. Viper wants him. As, he must have Bitcoin on him or something. Who wants Allardyce? He still hasn't said who you want then. Quick, come on, we're in it. <laughs> Get Tony back as well. Ah, Tony. Right, so we'll move now into his weekly feature, an exciting part of the pod where everyone can and get nostalgia from. So like I say, a bit of nostalgia, who's this week's fame? Uh, Mickey Thomas. Oh, I remember him well. I remember him well. <laughs> i tell you what, your dates have really gone all over the place, haven't they? <laughs> he, he was still playing when we were young. Yeah. He must have been in his late 30s, but yeah. he, was, he was still playing. He's, uh, I, I love that when you look at his stats. <laughs> in 1994, he played for Port... Bought Mad Dog or something. It's obviously Wales. Mad, 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 yeah, Mad, Mad, Mad Dog. Mad yeah, Dog. That's, no, that's what I'm saying. Look. Look. Put, put Mad Dog. That's how they've written it. Written it on the internet. Um, question mark appearances. Question mark goals. David Nimrod. They don't follow Welsh football. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Welsh don't follow it. Yeah, he played for Wrexham for um, two years. In 91 to 93. Uh, I mean, he was only at Stoke for a season and a half mm-hmm. before he moved to Chelsea. I mean, like nicking our players, didn't they, Chelsea? He made 57 appearances for yeah, us. Yeah, he was a good player for Stoke. Dad yeah. talked about Mickey Thomas. Yeah, my, I remember my dad talking about him. It's a tough one, this one, because, I mean, he's only at Stoke for a year and a half. It's not like, <laughs> look at his glittering crew at Stoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's not there. like last week, Harry Oscroft. No, he's, uh, he's, he's a legend for a short stint, and we have him now and again. We have them now and again. I mean, Mark Steen wasn't at the club long, was he? And no. neither was Sheeran. So we have had players. Was that a lot of money back then? 200k? Or was it 80s? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. wasn't it, that? Yeah, it was a lot of money in the 80s. That was like 20 odd million nowadays, that. I mean, he's a wing. He scored 12 goals from the wing, which is a good oh, return, really. He was a good player. I mean, I don't know much about him, obviously, because I want a bone. He was a, he was a good player because he, he's, he's a bit of a. He's a bit of a character as well. From everything I've been told about him, he was a real star of the show at Stoke when he came in. Well, it says here that he, he, he sort of lost lost his way at Stoke second season because uh, Richie Barker, who was then manager at Stoke, yeah. decided to change the style of play to long ball. The decision didn't go down well with the players, and most of them signalled their intent to leave. And Thomas left in January 1984. Oh, so he was the manager's fault. Yeah, sort of left in a bit of a cloud, didn't he? Mm. Shame though he's a fan favourite for that season, wasn't he? That's the thing. He was loved. I mean, 12 yeah. goals in a season is pretty good for a winger. We, I mean, he left and won the Division 2 Championship at Chelsea. Yeah, I think Billy Jones was at Chelsea at that time, wasn't he? Was, was he? It, was it 80? I mean, he moved about a bit. Oh, he moved around, yeah. He yeah. Was, he's more of a United legend, really, than like a proper legend at Stoke, but I think he's a fame. He was a, he was a flamboyant character and he was one of the best well, players. Player of the year that year though. Of seven. So, yeah, so yeah, at the so end of the day, he's, he's got to be a fame answer. So he's got to be a fame. He, he, he wasn't at Stoke long, but neither was other legends in our past. So for me, definitely, he scored some cracking goals. My dad told me. I mean, I can't go into a load of detail with him because I didn't know. But I thought we, we haven't touched on the eighties for a while. I mean, he's been. I mean, he was <laughs> he was at United for four years. He was a legend at United, yeah. he was more known for United. 90, 90 appearances for United. Um, he, I think he was in his 30s when he came to Stoke as well, so it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a coup at the time. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, my mistake, he come back in the 90s. That's what I'm thinking, I could have sworn I remember seeing him play. He was Mick Tom? Yeah. He came back to Stoke in the night. Yeah, I could, I could have sworn I could remember when I was a kid. Bloody hell, start again. Start again. <laughs> so, yeah, come so back was. for a year, come back for a year in 1990. We've only been 
four or five. I was three at the time. Yeah. 1990, that's when I was... Well, that's when we won the thing. You want to the Autoblast. First Autoblast, 99 against Stockport. Was he? Was it 92? I'm not... Was it 90? Yeah, he uh, was at Shrewsbury Town, Leeds United, before making a return to Stoke in the March 1990. He could do little to prevent Alan Ball's Stoke suffering relegation. Oh God, Alan Ball, yeah. In 1989-90, but at the age of 36, he played in 44 matches and won the Player of the Year award again. Oh and Stoke my, yeah. failed to mark the promotion challenge. So that is why he's a Stoke legend. Yeah, yeah. he was released at the end of the season by Lou McCarty. Returned to Wrexham in 1991, wearing a memorable FA Cup defeat at Arsenal in January 1992. 37-year-old Thomas scored the equalising goal. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Yeah, yeah he was a screamer as yeah, well. Yeah, he was an absolute it. screamer. Yeah, you know, he completely lost me. He was at first when we first said it, and then it just clicked. Then I thought, yeah, he was at Stoke. Well, I think there was an Arsenal player with the same name, but it was Mike Michael Thomas. That was yeah, Michael not Thomas, Mickey yeah. Thomas. Yeah, so two cents at Stoke, mate. We didn't really, we didn't really jazz that in gold, did we? <laughs> no, I mean he's, he's been a, he's, he was like I say he was a two times player of the year for Stoke. I mean he's been suffering from brain cancer, from what I remember. Um, he, he hasn't had it quite easy recently. He's been fighting for his life, battling cancer. I don't know if it's brain cancer or where he got that from, but I mean this is a great point about him. In 1986, West Brom sent him on loan to Derby and he played nine games for them. And then after that, they got rid of him. And for two years, he moved, he moved, I think, to, yeah, to the United States and played for Wichita Wings Indoor Football. <laughs> and he obviously says, no idea about appearances. Because <laughs> it's like, well, it's indoor football. Was he five or something? But they're... Like after 88, I mean he went Shrewsbury Town and made 40 appearances, then Leeds, then Stoke, I mean that's like your career going down bank, then falling off a cliff, <laughs> then climbing back up again. He's <laughs> up at Leeds on the top yeah. line. <laughs> oh, he's a great no, player. Thomas, he was a great player. Do you want to say? Oh no, he's playing indoor football in America. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what I mean, he was a great player though. He's, he, He's, I mean he scored a lot of goals really but like I say he went from playing Huntley to no one wanted him to playing for the old third division yeah. to then going from there to Leeds which were first or second division they were then yeah first so, yeah. <laughs> so and then Stoke and he yeah. was scouting him for Leeds when he was playing indoor football go <laughs> watch Mickey Thomas indoor football in America no, he you went Shrewsbury shoes, shoes, didn't he in the lower leagues yeah. and then jumped back up that must have just been a phone call someone who knew him. What are you up to? Playing it, no. <laughs> you know, you see, you put that's what I mean about the past. It's a mad one. I've never seen that before. Of all the times we've done fame and shame looking through the previous clubs, I've never ever seen anyone. Not only that, that, he went Stoke after that. <laughs> yeah. Boing, boing. <laughs> oh, he wants to see him playing indoor football. He's must have get him in. Get him in. Oh, what a goal. <laughs> that's what I mean. He's, he's, he's a legend for two seasons he had Stoke. He's, he's not a... Like an all-time legend, like no. he's he's a big fame in Stoke. Right, so we move into now. Oh, shame that I, obviously I can't remember much of. He must have played when I was young. Well, I, I didn't know anything about him until I put a I put a poll up on me on the Potts page for the best of the worst. Yeah, and people completely misjudged what he was. They think they were voting for the worst. There's no the best <laughs> of the worst. But somehow Berini won. He got most of the votes because everyone misunderstood it. But then someone put in, because you could type in other names, Steve yeah. Turnbull and his cheery self obviously put James McLean in, which has been removed. David Whale put in Keith Scott. Now I've never heard of him. 
Well, it is an odd time, but it is only a brief mean. time, let's put it that way. And, and you were only eight at the time, so... <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was at Stoke for... made 25 appearances, and he scored three goals. That's a bit of past, isn't he? Well, yeah, who says that three goals were in the cup? He, was, he moved from Swindon to Stoke, it wasn't a great time. But the best of it is, he was like the best swap ever, because he swapped Norwich for Mark Sharon. Oh, what a legend. What a great swap that was. I know that's like the greatest swap of all time. <laughs> what did Stoke say to that interview? <laughs> oh, you don't want Sharon. It's no, not he, I goals. think Sharon only scored two goals in two years at Norwich. Yeah. You know, like if you look at Sharon's record outside of Stoke, it's woeful. Yeah. I mean, it's woeful. It's loved an outkick, doesn't it? He just loved it at Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that I don't know much about him. I've done some research since because I wanted to know what Dave Whale was about. and. He was crap from Holland in taste in Well if you look at his record from Stoke, right, so 94-95, he went Norwich for two seasons, he made the same amount of appearances in two years as he did at Stoke and still only scored five goals. <laughs> <laughs> he went so he was lethal out. Yeah. Bournemouth on loan, eight appearances, one goal. Or Bournemouth ninety six, they'd have been in the third division. 96 would have been the idea. Yeah, we would have decided then. That's when Pulis was, was manager, wanted. Or Harry Red now. Mm, I still think, I'm sure, I'm sure they were still third division, second bottom. Well, they were, they were, yeah, they were second yeah. and third, yeah. Watford loan, six appearances That's, and two goals. Did he play with Steen then? When Steen was at Bum? I don't know. I mean, you look at his time everywhere and it's abysmal really yeah was, Dave Whale put him in for a reason let's, let's, let's be honest yeah. he got a few votes as well he got a fair few votes and I didn't know who he was I was like let me just check how old was he when he was at Stoke so he was born in 1967 well so exactly. he's 52 now so he was, he'd a bit in his late 20s when he was at Stoke he, he never scored goals where he was when he was younger Gateshead alone Boston two appearances two goals Boston didn't want you then the summer wrong didn't they really yeah yeah Boston were well, I don't know where Boston are now actually that's a good quiz question but Reading 35 games 5 goals 2001 yeah he's, he's hopeless he's absolutely hopeless I, I don't even know the one that he's one of them where Lou McCarry must have signed no would it have been Lou McCarry who signed him yeah so I'll look at his because I don't think it would have been Lou McCarry because I think he might have been at Celtic then or, or was he back no he would have been back by then 96 95 I know. December 94 so he, Lou McCarry wants it. Well, I don't know. Had he gone Celtic by that point? Lou McCarry, I think, was at Celtic at that point, so somebody else must have signed him. Well, in our defence, it is like 25 years ago. Well, I was, I was a child, basically, when you came back to them points. Yeah. But it is a bit. Well, when you talk about Lou McCarry, you're talking about a big part of our. He would have got. Yeah, so basically, it was another bit of, a bit of Master Show because Lou McCarry left Stoke in 93, 93 to 94, he managed Celtic and then came back from 94 to 97 so it would have been was it Chick Bates or somebody Joe, else well you've got Joe Jordan yes yeah, so it was either Joe Jordan or thing you signed yes it was one of them who signed it Lou Ricari 94 97 yeah so so he could have been any one of the three really yeah I'd, I'd probably say he wasn't Ricari though I'd so probably say that was Joe Jordan because he, yeah. he didn't have a he's going to be ashamed as well oh, he went along after that when we had uh, the one the only Chris Kamara <laughs> Chris Kamara <laughs> yeah, yeah we could go we could go in fame and shame some Peter Coates' managers that's what you do fame and shame managers <laughs> that's what I mean well, there's not many there's not many fames is there <laughs> Well, so <laughs> you'd be knackered after three weeks. 
Yeah, so I mean, that's a, that, there's another one. Like I say, we did, obviously from what we've talked about, we don't really know much about him. And there's a reason for that, let's be honest. Not good enough at all, really. Keith, Keith Scott, if that's his name. Good. The greatest swap in living history. But he is part of the greatest swap of Stokes history, really. Or yeah. one of Stokes' greatest history. So there we go. Been an exciting pod. I know it's a long one at an hour and 21 minutes, but I hope you stuck with us. Thanks for listening. To all. To all. All best.